Welcome to the Utah Women in Sales podcast series. We are a group of women who are innovative, ambitious, and well-connected in a community where we educate, empower, and support women throughout their careers. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of our Utah Women in Sales podcast series, Women Who Win. My name's Taylor, and of course, I have my lovely co-host with me tonight. Hi, Gwen. Hey, Taylor. We have a treat for our listeners tonight. I am, I'm so excited to intro our guest. Um, a little background about her. I actually heard her speak at a Salt City networking event. So if you haven't checked that group out, it's another phenomenal networking group here in Salt Lake City. If you're local, I highly recommend giving them a follow on Instagram. They have some awesome events. But um, this guest was one of their keynote speakers and I just have to tell you all, I have never laughed, cried, had my heartstrings tugged at all, all in one like 45 minute, um, 45 minute span. So I am thrilled to introduce our our, our guest today, um, Becky Harwar. Hi guys, thanks for having me on. I'm so excited and talk about pressure. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. No pressure, Becky. But everybody better be laughing, crying, heartstrings, everything. All the things, all the notions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Becky, we know that you're from Hive Homes. Tell our listeners a little bit about you. Absolutely. So, um, so I am one of the few women who are in the new home construction business. I am a part owner and the vice president of Hive Homes, which we are an up and coming uh, production home builder one of the fastest growing in the state currently, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. We went from building custom homes um, into more production building about three years ago. Each year, our sales have doubled or tripled. And so oh. it's it's been quite a wild ride. And I just feel very honored that I get to work in an industry full of men. They, they've allowed me into their boys club. Mm-hmm. And- that's why I named my Instagram Becky in the Boys Club. <laughs> that's a that's a good name for Becky on Instagram as opposed to other Beckys. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I kept finding myself in these meetings, you know, and I and I find myself as the only woman in a group of men over and over again and and so that's what kind of made me think of that i was like holy cow i'm really in the boys club well becky we understand that according to taylor you have um, a couple of really great sort of stories analogies for us and you know one of which insert hallmark slash lifetime channel dramatic music (laughs) you realized you were average but then Dun, 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 dun. that propelled you into a fantastic career journey so so let it all out take us on this journey and and let's experience the emotions with you absolutely well thank you so much yeah so um it's kind of a funny story i've gone and i've presented at uh, different elementary schools or different youth groups and and i always tell the story of when i was in fourth grade and, you know, in fourth grade or previously, that's when little girls kind of feel like, 
oh, I'll probably be a ballerina or I'll probably be an astronaut. And then one day you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm probably just going to work at Taco Bell. Really? <laughs> like, if you're looking at my grades, if you're like, you know I mean? and there was this day that I can remember that I realized um, I was absolutely and completely average. And I can remember going home that day from school and, you know, my mom was there, she's making bread, you know, back, back in the eighties, that's what moms used to do. So she's making her bread. She used to make this whole wheat, um, whole wheat, you know, healthy for you, healthy for you bread, but it just, you know, the color of wheat bread, right? So it's pretty gross. So I come in, mom's in there, she's got these loaves of just like plain old wheat bread sitting there. And I can remember sitting down next to her and you know, you're just like, <sighs> you know, you give a big gasp and I just sit down waiting for her to give me attention. And she's like, what's up, hon? And, and I said, you know what I am, mom? I am just a plain old slice of wheat bread. And mom looks at me and she kind of grins and, I said, I'm not even good at anything. I'm not even like white bread. I'm like wheat bread. I'm the one that nobody likes. Nobody's excited about. And, and, you know, my mom, she's so sweet. And I love thinking about this story because my mom now has Alzheimer's. And, you know, that's a whole other story for a different show. But um, she gave me so many Ah, just so much guidance mm. all throughout my life. And even now, even though, you know, she doesn't know who I am or sometimes she has a hard time communicating, she'll just drop knowledge all the time. <laughs> and it doesn't always correspond with the conversation anymore, but she just, she just drops the knowledge. So at that moment, um, she's looking at me, just this kind of mousy fourth grader. <laughs> And she sliced this, she started slicing her bread. And, you know, she cut this big, thick slice of her wheat bread. It's still a little steamy, you know. <laughs> and then she gets the butter and she just slathers that butter from corner to corner. And then she gets out the peanut butter and, you know, she's she gets a nice, thick <laughs> layer of peanut butter. And, you know, when bread's a little warm and the peanut butter starts to melt and get shiny. Mm-hmm. That's what was happening. <laughs> she takes a banana and she slices the banana and just perfectly sliced banana, places it on top of that bread. And oh my gosh, I was like barely home from school, just starving. And she, she slides a slice of bread over to me. I remember what she said. She was like, Becky, we're all just slices of wheat bread, but that doesn't mean you don't have that you can't be exciting Mm. and she slipped that over to me and it was the first time in my life that I realized wow like I get to be whatever I want to be you know I I might just be kind of average at everything but that doesn't mean that I can't build on myself and that I can't do things that make me more fun or that or that creates a fun atmosphere around me. Um, And so, you know, nothing really happened at 
that point. It's not like I made that connection instantly and started changing things. However, I did notice as I look back on that, um, a shift in who I was. And I noticed that growing up from that experience, um, when I'd get a phone call and somebody would say, Hey, Becky, do you want to go, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it was. I always was like, yes, absolutely. I'm going to try that. I'm going to do that. And, uh, I always, always say yes. It's, it's, you know, not to drugs. I say no to drugs. <laughs> yes, I will try. Becky has a line in the sand. <laughs> and so, you know, I also like service things. You know, it's not just fun, mm-hmm. but like if somebody calls me and they're in need, I I always try to say yes if I can. And and I know that that there's definitely boundaries that you have to create. And that's something that I've had to work on throughout my life. Mm-hmm. However, um, just doing things that that scare me, doing things that I don't feel qualified for. Mm-hmm. Um, even that time, Taylor, that you saw me speaking, I had never presented anything before mm-hmm. that day. I was scared to death. I mean, I, I was literally, I had just butterflies. I didn't know how to present anything. I didn't know how I was going to tell my story and touch people. But she asked me and I, you know, said yes, because Mm -hmm. I thought this could be something that grows me as a person. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of, you know, that's the knowledge that my mom dropped all those years ago that I still, to this day, feel like I use it in my professional life. And I can tell you guys in a little while how I feel like I've used that same um, idea with Hive Homes as a, as a business. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here like, I want to laugh, but I want to cry. But it's just like, <laughs> damn, that's so good. I told you. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. And I wish that you could see the picture that, oh. I mean, the picture of me in fourth grade is just priceless you could just see how annoying i was like it's just through the, the photo i can definitely second that like when becky <laughs> she kept holding up this giant photo of her fourth grade self and every time by the end of it she wouldn't even say anything she would just hold up the photo and we would all just crack up like if there was a picture that spoke of my entire childhood it was that I mean I was always in trouble I was oh I was just so annoying and you know nowadays I'll have people come up to me like oh we love your energy how do you get such energy and I'm thinking where the hell were all of you guys back when I was 12 (laughs) I was in detention all the time because I couldn't stop talking I was always grounded do you know what I mean it was just like oh now you like my energy guys Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I know I think it's something too like and like you mentioned, like maybe as our fourth grade selves, we don't realize what's going on. But I do think that the feeling of being average or, you know, you always look at the grass is greener. You look at people and just assume that they have it all the way together. And I think it's really right. easy, like imposter syndrome, right? Like nobody thinks that they're as qualified to do what they're what right. they're usually doing. And so I love that you kind of carried that knowledge like throughout 
your life. And it sounds like you've experienced so many things because you said yes and like took those on and challenged yourself to make yourself whoever whoever it is that you want rather than just be like well that's I'm I'm average I don't do things like that like that's not really for me absolutely so out of just right out of high school I had the opportunity to apply for a job um with a home builder now this was a average size home builder. I knew nothing about construction. I knew nothing about really anything. I hadn't even paid attention in high school. You know me. I mean, you remember the girl. And so, I mean, I can't even, I'm not going to tell you guys what I got on the ACT, but it was a 16. So anyway, I go to this job interview and they say, you know, so what are your qualifications? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, (laughs) look how great, you know, I was kind of just like, because I feel like I can do anything. And, and I honestly think it was just my confidence Mm -hmm. that got me that first job. And once I started working for them, um, during the time I worked for that company, they went from just kind of a mom and pop home builder, um, to the second largest home builder in all of Utah. So they grew immensely during that time. As we were experiencing that growth, different job opportunities came up. Mm-hmm. Now I was qualified for zero of those job opportunities. I did not I did not have any education. I didn't have you know any qualifications, but every time I would go to them and I would say, you know what, I'm, I'll prove, I'll prove myself to you. Just give me a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and time after time, it was just that willingness um, for me to try new things that I feel like gave me more and more experience during that time. So, uh, you know, I went from, I started as kind of the warranty you know, the secretary up front. And by the time I quit, um, because I quit to, we could talk about this later too, but, but I, I quit after I had my second child decided to go home and, and be a mom for a little while. But by that point, um, I had a nice corner office. It was bigger than actually the owner's office (laughs) for whatever reason. (laughs) But I mean, it, it goes to show just just jumping on opportunities um, can kind of get you ahead. You you just nailed it so much by saying like, like essentially I walked into the job interview and all I had was confidence. Like if so, so many more women could just have an, like a quarter of that, a, a tiny, tiny glimmer of that. Oh my gosh. Right. Absolutely. I watch my daughter sometimes. I have two teenage daughters and and it's hard sometimes when I, I look at how many things they miss out on because they're scared that they'll fail at that thing. Do you know what I mean? How, mm-hmm. how many um, missed opportunities have there been for them because they're afraid that they're going to fail or they're afraid they're going to look stupid. It makes me sad, really. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of girls struggle with that right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Especially in sales, I would say, yeah. too, where mm-hmm. it is such a male-dominated mm-hmm. career. I think there's 
there's even an elevated level of pressure. Like you don't want to, you're the only girl, like you got to represent, like the last thing you want to do is, is let people down. But that's such a valid point. Like being willing to try actually opens up way more opportunities for you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, do you guys want me to keep telling my story about how we went from there or? Yes. Yeah. Let's okay. hear it. Okay. Um, can he oh, yeah. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <clears throat> oh, wait a few seconds like you guys did. On a side note, can we go back to when Becky said, I don't do drugs. I say no to drugs and MLMs, and I almost <laughs> peed my pants. <laughs> I didn't hear the MLMs part. <laughs> oh, that's the one. I'd rather smoke some crack cocaine than MLM. <laughs> oh, we're gonna piss off some MLMs. <laughs> Girl, you're good. That was hilarious. No, so, don't even worry. Okay. Okay. All right. So after I had kind of established myself with that home builder, I got pregnant for the second time and I knew that it was time for me to take a break. Um that was a hard thing for me. And I I know that there's a lot of probably moms out there that are listening. Um, but that was a, that was a big decision for me. So when I had my second baby, I gave up that huge corner office and decided to go, um, home and just be a mom for a little while. And I, you know, I put that career on the shelf knowing I was coming back for her. You know, like I knew I was pausing, but I knew I would be back. And so, however, this was one of the hardest times of my life. Believe it or not, I don't thrive <laughs> in in all of the domestic ways. Um, in fact, I can remember this one time when my husband was watching me try to fix dinner and the kids are crying and the house was just a mess. It was like dirty diapers up to my armpits. And, and I'm just am not, that is not my skills you know that's not in my wheelhouse so i'm he's making i'm making dinner and he's kind of gets home and he's watching he's like you know what might help is if you just clean up (laughs) as you go and i was like oh really joel yeah would that help would it would it you know like i turned it to the devil i'm like would it into the wallpaper. <laughs> Come on, Joel. You had to know. Like, I don't need your tips, your obvious tips. But anyway, so um, during that time, it was great, though. I would not 
years for anything. Those were precious years to me. And, um, and after my youngest, I had four children after my youngest went into preschool, I decided to go and and pick that career off the shelf again. But I didn't know where to go. Honestly, I didn't know um, what to do because, you know, I had been a realtor, I had been a sales manager, I had done a little bit in the design, um, interior design by that point. And so I, I just, it was really um, scary because the whole landscape of sales had changed while I had been at home. There was no more paper documents, you guys. Like it was, everything was on, uh, you know, like dot loop. And, and I didn't know, like I just, I barely had gotten my Facebook account. Do you know what I mean? Like this was, I didn't know what I was doing. And there's all these young, fresh faces and, and it was terrifying. And so, you know, at that moment I had to remind myself of, who I was and what I was capable of. And even though, yes, now I'm coming into this, now I'm kind of outdated. Now I'm kind of like that moldy slice of wheat bread. Uh, you know, I, I still had the chance to make myself into something special, something interesting. And so, um, you know, I called my brother-in-law. He was a custom home builder at the time because really that was my love was home building. That's, that's all I had done. And so I called him and I offered to work for him for, you know, I think like $8 an hour. Do you remember that part? I loved it. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm familiar with that $8 an hour wage. Yes. That's, that's my genre. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, it's important. So my husband, when I was when I was talking about this, I had told about how I had called him that first time. And I had said, I'll work for $8 an hour. And then two years later, I had called him and said, you need to pay me $120,000 salary if you want to keep me. And my husband, when I got home that night, he said, you, you shouldn't tell people how much you make or how much you asked for. But I felt like that was important because I'm speaking to women and I think how women value themselves is so key mm -hmm. to how much they're going to make because nobody's mm -hmm. going to pay you more then you value yourself. And if you look at those two phone calls and the first phone call, I'm valuing myself at $8. And that second phone call, I'm valuing myself at no less than 120,000. Um, it really shows how much my self-esteem had grown just in that short time. And so I think it's actually important for women to see that. So um, as we as we went throughout, I was working for him. Um, he was building custom homes, kind of high end, high to mid um, range custom homes. I was also doing interior design for businesses, uh, commercial, also residential. And then I had gotten into renovating homes. So I was really, I had kind of taken on a lot during that time. And I, I'm sure that this is natural for a woman who loves to work, put her career on hold and then comes back in feels like she wants to do everything mm. and during that time I was living again you know I was like wow I, I I'm finally alive 
Um, and I felt so happy. And then I started having panic attacks. You know, I, I started having these sessions where I would just break down and I couldn't breathe. And I didn't understand why. And I was thinking, wait, why am I having panic attacks? I'm finally alive. And it was at that moment when I realized <clears throat> that I couldn't do everything. Even though I can do anything, I can't do everything at once. And, uh, or at least do it well. And so um, I went to Jimmy, this is my brother-in-law, that we were already working together. And that was when I, when I called him that second time. And I said, hey, listen, I'm not going to do anything else. I'm not going to be selling real estate. I'm not going to be doing any of these things that distract my time. I'm going to solely work for you. Um, we're going to build this home building company. But you've got to pay me you know, 120,000. Now, um, this was pivotal for me because this was not what I wanted to do at all. Mm -hmm. Because what our plan was, was to start building production level homes. So starter homes, guys, like who wants to build starter homes? Mm -hmm. You know, like there is nothing sexy about a starter home <laughs> at all. And it's, it's starter homes are like the wheat bread. <laughs> Dang wheat bread. Bring that wheat bread. It's so functional. Starter homes are like the gluten free bread. I could still be a mom. I could still focus on those four kids because they needed me. And I, and the other things I did, I love so much, but they really um, extended me uh, emotionally and, and really took a lot of time. So, you know, I, um, we started this, this production home building company, Hive Homes, and I put that same ideal on it as far as the peanut butter and the bananas and mm -hmm. and all of that i said okay so if we build starter homes but if we design each home so that it's charming it's tiny but it's charming and it and it excites women to come home to and if we can somehow give them you know op options and upgrades that they can afford but are still really cute um, for the first year that we were building, I was buying all of our light fixtures, like our dining room lights off of Wayfair because they're so cute, but they don't cost a fortune. And so I was like getting on and, and buying all these light fixtures and trying to get them to the houses. And, you know, as you get bigger, things like that aren't as feasible. Mm -hmm. But it was just those little ideas like that, um, you know, just trying to create a special opportunity um, or a special experience, mostly, we send little packages mm -hmm. to our homeowners throughout the process. Um, little surprises, we'll send them a little card because women love getting cards. And, you know, we'll send them like a gift card to Swig or something. Go get your dirty Dr. Pepper or you know, something like that that just hopefully could create that peanut butter banana effect mm -hmm. on 
the starter home experience. So I've kind of overdone that whole bread thing throughout this whole time. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But I, I just want to show, like, I, I feel like there are some certain bits of knowledge that I've taken throughout my life mm-hmm. that have helped me so much. And that's one of those. Mm-hmm. I don't think you overdid it. Like, I think it's so applicable literally to every single like story you shared. And it is so true. Like you have an opportunity to look at every job, every like yourself, whoever it is like, okay, yeah, I'm just average or yeah, I'm just starting out in my career. I'm just switching jobs or I'm intimidated. I've been out of the workforce for 10 years now and I'm going back, but you can make yourself or whatever opportunity, like you can make it as special as you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there is there is no burnt wheat bread here. It is just <laughs> wheat bread revisioned over and over and just repurposing itself how it's meant to be. Absolutely. That's exactly right. And that's what we're good at. As women, we are good at seeing the potential in things, right? Mm-hmm. So, so true. I think that that is what sets us apart in this industry. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Well, honestly, Becky, you lived up to the hype. It's everything I knew it would be. <laughs> <laughs> it has been such a pleasure having you. I I just, you, you, there's something like your energy, like people are, are really actually are drawn to you. And so I have a feeling some of our listeners might want to connect further. Is there a place that our listeners, I know you said on Instagram, you're Becky and the Boys Club. Where Where can our listeners connect or find you? Yeah, if they want to follow me on Instagram, remember it's Becky in the Boys Club. Mm. Uh, that's what you said. But um, so many times people will say, I looked up Becky and the Boys Club. <laughs> you got to remember, I'm in it, guys. I'm living it. I am neck deep in men all day long. So, <laughs> so Becky and the Boys Club on Instagram or Facebook. And I have a blog. Same thing, Becky in the Boys Club.com. So. I would love to connect with anybody. That's one of my favorite things um, doing these kinds of things is I have met some amazing women and amazing friends. And I love this new trend of women supporting each other. And and I feel like we're thriving because of it. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I, I'm thinking back over all the different you know, breadcrumbs of wisdom that you have shared with us. You know, I, I'm just thinking about the, it just comes back to me, your confidence and walking into, to that job interview. And I think that we forget so much that like, you know, it's not so much as a lack of skill, but you know, like lack of talent, you can overcome a lack of skill, but you can't overcome a lack of talent. And if you have the confidence and you know, going in, whatever skills you need, I can learn, I can achieve, I can grow. I mean, that's, that's 90% of the battle. And I think you just, you so eloquently put it that way. And I am so grateful for the message that you shared to our listeners. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for the opportunity, you guys. I will be presenting um, on the June, it's called Aspire Her. I think it's on June 11th and 12th I'll be presenting there if anybody wants to come and listen to the full story um 
they can go to their website and get tickets. I would love to see anybody. Love it. Yeah, we'll definitely link that. That I highly recommend our listeners like 10 out of 10. It'll be it'll be a good time for sure. And you'll walk away motivated, inspired and ready to roll. So Becky, awesome. thank you again so much for, yes. for coming on board. Everything you bet. It was so fun. Thanks so much, you guys. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Utah Women in Sales podcast series. A big thank you to our friends at Franklin Covey. For more information, please visit us at utahwomeninsales.com or follow us on LinkedIn. LinkedIn.